Hello and welcome to that film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The unfolding DC Films drama saga continues. What's been delayed now? The Godzilla vs. Kong sequel moves forward. There's even more Saw to come. And Halloween will end on streaming. But before all of that, trailer talk. Now, the first trailer we've got, we had a teaser previously, um, but now we finally got our first proper look at Disney's live-action remake of Pinocchio, which features an actual look at Pinocchio himself. So this is the Robert Zemeckis film, uh, which is coming out on Disney Plus Day, not to be confused with the Guillermo del Toro film, which also looks pretty good, but in a very different, in a very different way. Yeah, I remember when the teaser came out and you were saying, I just want them to show me what Pinocchio <laughs> looks like. I just want to see what it looks like. And yeah, he looks like the cartoon, which, yeah, you know, just, which would have good. been a mistake if he <laughs> didn't. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it looks fine. But I'm watching this trailer and then I'm like, oh, this looks like a good film. But then I'm like, hang on a minute. I know this is a good film because it's a remake of the cartoon they made years ago. And a lot of the, like the, I guess the settings, the the story beats that they seem to be hitting on in this trailer. I mean, it looks like it's just that animated film lifted, which I mean, whenever we come across these live action remakes, on one hand, it's like, yeah, that's what I want. On the other hand, I'm like, we've seen this. What else we got? So hopefully they do they do mix it up a little bit in the right way. Um, and that's all we can ask for. But I guess, you know, just looking at what we're seeing here, it looks pretty good. And I still don't know if they're going to do the freaky donkey thing, but I mean, the circus is there. The boys are there. The ringmaster's there. Everything's getting set up. There's, you know, there's a brand new generation of children to be traumatized (laughs) just as we were. (laughs) And look, I mean, if you've got your Disney Plus subscription, it's going to be there on September 8th anyway, which is not far away. About a week, about a week to go. Wow. Yeah, that is really soon. I mean, it's appealing, isn't it? It, I mean, it looks good. Again, we know the story. They've got Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Great casting there. And it's Robert Zemeckis directing it. So it's not as if they're just phoning it in with a director. Like, even though this is made exclusively for streaming, it does look good. If you think back to when Disney Plus first launched, we got Lady and the Tramp, which was okay. That was fine. <laughs> that was fine. You know, but that you know, was the same story again, though. So it looks yeah. like that this is also going to be the same story. But that's all right. This almost, I mean, just from looking at it, this looks like this could have been a theatrical thing. I mean, it seems it seems big enough. Um, but I've got to say, like, this uh, this trailer is not, um, you know, it's not shy of having a, a very major emotional beat. And that's coming from Tom Hanks talking to, talking to Pinocchio. And it, it's a line, I can't remember what it is, but it's something along the lines of, like, you are my boy or something like that. And I'm just like, yep, right, the feels. Cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, hitting me in context because that'll, yeah. If this movie can bring that emotional weight, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, again, it looks good, but we know it's a good story. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that, it, it looks, it, I mean, it does. It looks good. And you're right. It looks like it could have been a theatrical movie. Mm. All right, our next um, our next trailer that we've got now. I've got I've got to be honest. I've got no context in terms of this IP. The I imagine this has this is a franchise, isn't it? This is something 
from before. I mean, it is. It this is. is the third film. Confess Fletch. So John Hamm picks up the mantle of Fletch in Confess Fletch. What is this movie? Like, to me, I'm like, okay, this looks like a murder mystery kind of thing. And that's the I mean, only it thing is. that's it's hooking a, me. That's... <laughs> it's a comedy whodunit. Now, again, this is the third entry. The first two films, so the first person to play Fletch was Chevy Chase. And I've seen those films. It's been a while since I have. I've not actually read the books that they're based on. So I don't know tonally how different the movies were to the original source material because Chevy Chase always brought his own brand of humour. But they've been trying to make another Fletch film for so long. And I seem to recall something along the lines of Son of Fletch (laughs) and Zach Braff would have been in it. Honestly, they've been trying to do a new Fletch film for such a long time. And now they have. What the Chevy Chase version of the character was, and again, I don't know if that's what the books were also, he'd wear a lot of disguises. So therefore you had Chevy Chase playing Fletch, but then he'd get to play all these different characters depending on the disguise that he wore like, and Fletch is a reporter. So there you go. Does this does this trailer sort of sell a, a movie that seems to be in the same vein of the the, the Chevy Chase sort of era? Well, it's hard, like, isn't it? Because they they came out in the eighties. They were very eighties, and this obviously plays like a modern film based on what we've seen in the trailer. But I do like the angle of a comedy who done it. I do like. John Hamm, whenever I've seen him in comedies, he pops up for a little bit, like Bridesmaids. Mm. He's not in a comedy, but he pops up every now and then. And he's funny when he does. Like the, He is a funny guy, and I've heard him in interviews, but this is going to be the first time, I think, he's been the lead in a comedy. Oh, no, what's coming to mind now? What was that movie, Keeping Up With the Joneses? Oh, what was it? Joneses with Zach Galvanakis, uh, Gal Gadot. Okay, so he's done a comedy before. But this is his movie. He's playing the title character. Cool. Look, it comes out in, like, I think mid-September or early September or something. So, again, another one that's not far away. I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to be, you know, checking this one out. But uh, (laughs) we'll see how how September unfolds. Now, the last... um, the last trailer we've got is a TV, is a TV one. This is for Wednesday. Tim Burton brings the Adams family back to life in Netflix's Wednesday. We've spoken about uh, this upcoming show multiple times. Um, the role and casting of Uncle Festa is something that's still yet to be revealed. So there's no Uncle Festa in this trailer. But do you know what this? This has a good vibe. I got a good feeling watching this. At the end of it, it was sort of just like, that looks all right. That looks pretty good. So I think um, yeah, the trailer marketing department, they did good. <laughs> they do Well, like the, the showmakers. I mean, the show could be rubbish, but they're selling it to me. It, it's, it's looking good. General Targa, or Tiga, however you say her name. Um, like, she looks pretty epic as... Um... She looks great as Wednesday. Louise Guzman. As Gomez Adams looks fantastic. So many people were against his casting. But I mean, hey, he looks just like the original Charles 
Adam's drawings. Like his casting seems perfect. I think a lot of people just remember the show in the 60s, the movies in the 90s, where mm. Gomez, the actor, was a lot more handsome. Sorry, Louis Guzman. <laughs> but it, it looks great. And yeah, I, I mean, the, the casting for this really, really does look good. As you say, we do need to wait to see who's going to be playing Uncle Fester, but apparently he is going to be a part of the show. But I was looking, because what I always do, you know, I send you the trailers ahead of time before we do the movie show, just to make sure we're talking about the same things. And I've got to be honest, when I looked at this Wednesday teaser, it was from 10 days ago. I'm thinking, surely it can't be that. So it must have dropped after we did our last movie show. It seems quite old now, but I thought we definitely... We still need to talk about it. But I think this looks great. The opening of the teaser, she's putting the piranhas in the pool. Yeah. And yeah, it looks so much fun. And apparently horrific, but fun. Christina Ricci, who we do, yeah, horrific. Yeah. Christina Ricci, who we know is in the show, apparently has quite a big part. So I'm really intrigued about that. Mm, she's definitely had a comeback. Um, all right. Well, that's it for for trailer talk. Let's move into into movie news. What have we got? Matt Reeves has signed an overall first look deal with Warner Brothers Pictures and re-upped with Warner Brothers TV. Reeves is currently working on the Batman spin-off series, The Penguin, and co-writing The Batman 2 with Matson Tomlin. People were worried because, <laughs> I mean, I know it's mainly HBO Max that are cutting things left, right, and center, cancelling, cutting, whatever they're doing. The Batman, nothing had been said and people were worried that the film could be in jeopardy, but no, it's okay. So it's is still this, happening. And we're also this, still getting those shows. Yeah, so is this first look deal for just Batman-related, like, you know, pictures, um, you know, different potential shows, or is this like, hey, Matt Reeves, what have you got? And potentially, like, if he comes I up can, and develops something. I mean, yeah, it, it's not... Yeah, it's not here in black and white, but I'd imagine it means more than Batman. More than Batman. Mm. Which, you know, would be appealing to him. Like, he did a Batman film, but he'd done so much more until then. See, you know, I'd imagine he wouldn't want to only do the Batman. I think they've they've, they've found that there's talent there and they're going to hold on to it and uh, treat him well. So... Everything about the Batman and all related property seems like it's all going well at DC. However, if we were to talk about DC films right now, Warner Brothers has delayed two DC films. I feel like this is this is always happening, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't stop <laughs> because it is. Yeah, that's why it yeah. feels like it. It is always happening. <laughs> Shazam. So we've got Shazam: Fury of the Gods. So Shazam two. Um, has moved from December 21st, 2022 to March 17th, 2023. So not that far, really. Three months, but it's next year. Like, it's it, it's not coming out this year. And that's a true statement. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, so Aquaman 2, um, has moved from March 17, 2023 to December 25, 2023. So a bit of a, do some maths here, nine months. Is that nine months? That's a yeah, push. that's that's a bigger push. Yeah, I mean, it is disappointing because this year we were set to have Black Adam and Shazam 2. That was fun. Yeah, well, but it's moving. Wasn't and, and Shazam moving right, forward? When you say this year. 
Oh, that's right. It did, didn't yeah. it? And it's gone. It's moved again. They are just, it's not normal, is it? I mean, films move. Of course they do. There's reasons, but there's so much shuffling going on at Warner Bros. We know there's things going on, but still, to still have movies moving around like this. I mean, Aquaman now is coming out Christmas Day, 2023. It's August 2022 that is such a big jump Mm. it's it's nuts and like i mean we could we could assume that this has something to do with you know we've previously spoken about you know the change in the overall direction that 10-year plan that they seem to have over there for the dc films division is this a part of that is what they're saying is true they just wanted to move shazam away from avatar 2 who knows really who really knows um well do you know do you know what i do know Warner Brothers Discovery, I've, Warner Brothers Discovery only has enough money to release two movies for the rest of the year. Like, how is that? Which how is blows that? my mind. What are you talking about? But this, <laughs> this is the this is part of the news, and those two films are Black Adam and Don't Worry, Darling. Which the looks great. <laughs> movie with is it Florence Pugh? Um, one of the One Direction boys is in it. Harry Styles. Well it's <laughs> crazy, man. But apparently, that's what they're saying. That's mainly what's happening with the reshuffling. So I don't so much think it's Avatar, although people are predicting that's going to be a juggernaut, just like that first movie was. But I'm really curious about Aquaman too because we talked last time how Affleck shot those scenes as Bruce Wayne. Apparently before that, Keaton was going to appear, but they keep moving the movies around the Flash film, which where the Flash film ends clearly has a path for the future of the DCEU. Now what I'm hearing, Affleck's no longer going to appear in Aquaman 2 because they're going to put those Keaton scenes back in because (laughs) now Aquaman's going to come out after the Batman. Oh, oh, the flash. flash. Yeah. Nah, it's it's oh the flash. You know what I mean? Crazy. I, I, I'm flustered. It's crazy times. <laughs> can't keep my, can't keep my head straight. Like, yes, yeah, so apparently now that's what's gonna happen. We need the dust to settle. We need whatever they're doing with their plan to kick in and start turning. Because I mean I can I mean, how many DC films came out this year? Have any? Yeah. DC League of Super Pets. Okay, that sure. Came cool. out. <laughs> Just. And Black Adam is coming, but yeah, that's it. But that's nothing two. before. Yeah, it, it's, oh, I mean, the Batman, but obviously not DC. Oh, wow. How am I forgetting that, March? Yeah. But again, that, that counts. It, it, it's yeah, a three. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. Three. I mean, yeah. Ah, oh, it's, it's just, <laughs> like I said, crazy times. Oh. But look, there's a little bit more of, um, just to talk about here with, whilst we're on DC films. So, um, Dan Lin is in talks to take over DC and oversee future film and TV projects. So he previously produced the Lego movie, Aladdin, and the It movies. So we've always been talking about, like, they need a Kevin Feige type there. And even when, you know, they kind of had someone, they put him in a, amongst a board of six people. So he didn't really have much power. There's a whole story there, but we won't get into it. But Dan Lin, what do you think? I mean, if he's the, if do you know what? Yeah, I was going to say, if, yeah, if he's the right person and he, if he can be 
the Kevin Feige type for them and course correct the ship. Yeah, absolutely. But this guy, way back in the day, he was working on the Justice League Mortal film, the one that was was going to be directed by George Miller. Wow. So apparently this guy gets the characters, and that's what you need. That's who Kevin Feige is. Like, he's good at so many things, but when you boil it down, he knows the characters. Yeah. And that's what they need. So hopefully, because, you know, we keep saying... Kevin Feige type, everybody does. Warner Brothers are saying it. Oh, we're trying to find ourselves a Kevin Feige type. They get one. Let's <laughs> let's yeah, let's uh, do it. It's a, a Dan Lin could be that guy, but you can imagine there's going to be a lot of T's to cross, a lot of I's to dot. It's going to be a big deal to get him signed up and across it. But hopefully, if he's the right person for the job, they can get it done. WandaVision director Matt Shackman is in talks to direct Fantastic Four. Oh, so we could see exciting. We could speculate and be like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. No, I mean, that would be, I mean, he produced a good product in WandaVision. So I imagine more good stuff to come from him if he's the one chosen. But I feel like we shouldn't dwell on it too much until it's confirmed. Um, but if they do go with that, well, I've got, I can, I can confirm something. Matt Shackman has exited as director of the next Star Trek film. There you go. <laughs> That's something I can confirm regarding Shackman. Honestly, Star Trek 4, believe it when I see it. Chris Pine, everybody else, they're all set to come back for a fourth outing, a fourth Star Trek film. We've got, I've said it many times before, we have got so much good Star Trek TV. I'm happy watching on TV. I'd watch another film, don't get me wrong, but this is not sad news for me. It's a great Fantastic Four, looks to have a director. John Watts was originally attached, the Spider-Man guy, he's moved on. So now Shackman could be the guy for Fantastic Four. But yeah, Star Trek, back to the drawing board. They need a new director. All right. Um, production has begun on Godzilla versus Kong 2, or should we just say the sequel to that first movie um, with Adam Wingard back to direct uh, returning cast, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree, Henry and Kaylee Hottle will be joined by newcomers, Dan Stevens, Paula Chen, Alex Ferns and Rachel house in the movie. They're aiming for a March 15, 2024 release date. So ages away, which is in the movie world, an eternity, two years, I reckon. Um, but you know, when we got to when we got to the end of, of watching Godzilla versus Kong, yeah. I was I've tapped out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't care yeah. anymore. And I was just thinking, this is a big Warner Brothers movie, so who knows when it's going to get released? Really, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, are they doing? Isn't there like a TV show as well, like within the MonsterVerse? Not connected. I don't. Oh, think it's connected. Oh, yeah. do you know? What? I think it is connected. Apple TV Plus. They're doing something. Is that MonsterVerse? Is it not? There's something else, King Kong, but we'll get to it later. With yes, TV there is a news, but there's a lot of Kong at the moment. That one isn't Kong. connected. There's a lot of Kong. Oh, there's your episode title right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off spin-off, Sam and Victor's Day Off from Cobra Kai creators, is in the works at Paramount. 
The film will follow the two valets who took the Ferrari on a joyride the same day. I mean, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this out of all, is out a of film all the that's coming out in that uh, movie. Uh, I mean, the ones, wow. the ones that we need to go on a journey with. If not for the mention of the Cobra Kai creators, I just would have zero interest. That has me curious. But just hearing Paramount, I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up as a Paramount Plus original, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could surprise us. Like, are they, I mean, are they, I'm assuming they're going to recast. I doubt they're going to use some of that Marvel technology to de-age the original actors, <laughs> bring them back. I mean, unless it's yeah, unless it's set in modern times. No, because it's the same day. So this is a spin-off. So we're going to be following. Oh, maybe. I mean, it just says that. I we're thought, no, no, no. Those. I thought no. I I I take it as if like Ferris goes one way, and instead of you know like we usually do with the movie, go with him. We're going to stay with the valets. Oh, okay. That's what I. So it's going to be like. What did they do when they went on that joyride? Yeah, interesting. Because it has to be Cam's car. Because otherwise, who cares? Yeah, I mean, who cares about this? To be honest, <laughs> other than again the Cobra Kai creators. But uh, do you know what? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and and I get it. Like when you hear it, when you hear the name of something, movie, TV, whatever, and then you hear it enough times, it just sounds like a thing. So Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's always been a thing that I've been aware of. It just sounds like a thing, but the title, it, Sam and Victor's Day Off. I mean, I see what they did there. It's not the best title, though, is it? Does it does it make us think that there's a connection? With that title, like if someone was to hear it, would they go like Ferris Bueller? I'm no. not sure. I, I can, don't think so. I can already, I can already see the poster, the two actors laying down on the bonnet of the car. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the car is going to be the star. anyway. The car is going to be the star. All right, Enola Holmes. Yeah, uh, she's going to get a November fourth release date, a couple months away, but this year. And we that's Netflix, isn't Good it? stuff. Yeah. It is Netflix. I, I really liked that first film. I think I liked it more than you did, but yes, I thought it, it was um it was fun. I'm looking forward to more. They released a poster and I like it. I like that it's just a bunch of random people in a crowd, and then you've got Millie Bobby Brown sort of just like to the side with this cheeky smile. I'm like, yeah. hey, hang on. It's like a where's Wally, but like because I was she's wanted there's a wanted poster it is like that so it's sort of like yep. she's on the run but she's just in plain sight but no one can see it it's crazy I, I like that yeah I'm glad you mentioned that actually I yeah, know I do like that poster as well Netflix famously don't do the best posters <laughs> because I guess they don't need to they're not making or designing posters to hang up in cinemas anyway yeah hey they uh kyle lambert he's the guy that paints those That's it, yeah, yeah. And he always puts out good posters yeah so sometimes they put effort into it also netflix glass onion a knives out mystery as a release date 23rd of december that's his year really right? that's his looking year. forward to that it mm. is this year it is Yes. So I'll be doing a rewatch of that first one. So good. And then watching the new one, new or more, 
Benoit Blanc. Yes, cannot <laughs> wait. Yeah, now it's good. It's like Christmas break, we're off work. It's there on Netflix. We can just watch it. Oh, I know. And yeah. hopefully it's just as good, if not better. Gorgeous. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought you was going to say, hopefully it's got a good poster. But yeah, that too. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. There's probably already a poster. I don't know. There was something, but we won't go. No, there isn't. Although Empire Magazine, they've just put out um, what their upcoming cover is going to be for their Knives Out issue. And it's a cool look at Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. And then they put out a the the cover for the subscriber cover. And it is a glass onion with a glass knife through it. Yeah. Well, sorry, I saw there a promo pick that was sort of like a like a Last Supper type setup. And I'm like, cool, oh, cool. Yeah, good way that. to sort of sell yeah. sell the cast that we've got, which is all right. Okay, Jerry Bruckheimer says that they are working on a really good script, <laughs> a really good script for National Treasure Three, and we'll be sending it to Nicolas Cage shortly. Don't get too excited. I um I didn't appreciate that little laugh there. <laughs> I'm sure it is a really good script. I I want this to happen and so much. I mean, when we were talking about the TV show and they'd cast Harvey Keitel, or he was reprising his role from the first two films. I think he was in the first two. And you're just having more of a connection, and the cast are saying, Oh, it'd be great if we get a second season and Nicolas Cage comes in. Oh, please let this happen. <laughs> I'm liking this little TV film potential, you know, mm. world building. And to, to clarify, the little laugh is just at the, the point that it's like you've got the creative side acknowledging their own work and then describing it as really good. That's what's funny. It's, oh, okay. all like, it's like, cool, pay sales <laughs> on the back, guys. Pay sales on the back. <laughs> but I'm sure it's... I'm sure I it's thought you friend. were scoffing at the idea of them having a really good script. <laughs> I enjoy those National Treasure movies. Like, they, they are silly and fun. I like them. Better Uncharted movies than Uncharted, I'll tell you. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising everyone, the Ryan Reynolds movie, R.I.P.D., is apparently getting a sequel. This came out of nowhere. It's even got a title, Rise of the Damned. This I, I, is going to be... Yeah. Well, it's direct to home release, no theatrical release, no Jeff Bridges, no Ryan Reynolds. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, that I mean, movie, I, oh man, that movie, I, I thought it looked like it was going to be a mix of like Men in Black, Ghostbusters. Wow, this is going to be great. Oh, this is what it is. It is so average. I've seen it a couple of times. You just want to ask the question, like, why? Why, why would they want to do this? And then to follow up with Ryan Reynolds isn't even in this. He's not though. Then it's like, guys, come on. This is a cash. This is a cash. I mean, this, again. This yeah, would be I mean, this would be like a director home video in the discount bin kind of thing. You'd come across one day and be I mean, like, is, oh man, they made a second it, one. Right. Yeah. It literally is like director home release. Yeah. That's what it is but gonna be. It's because it's on streaming that we're like. We, I don't know. It's like we we talk well, about it and it. Well, it, not really. It's not. It's not made for streaming. Like this is going to be a movie that will be available for physical media. You'll be able to rent it from like Google Play, iTunes, Prime, wherever you rent your movies. No, okay, no, fair, fair. But it's it's not made for a streaming service. But just let me put it in context for you. Right. So this film is coming soon from the studio that brought you 
Kindergarten Cop 2, Oi. Grand Daddy Daycare, Oi. Cop and a Half 2, New Recruit, and Bigger, Fatter Liar. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, that, that just says it. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Doesn't it? It, oh, it really does. Very we've much. actually we've reviewed one of those movies as well. But it had Dolph Lundgren in it, so it's okay. Kindergarten oh. Cop 2. Mm-hmm. Look, I, so we get an ROPD 2. Fine. But a new Saw movie. A goddamn new Saw movie is coming from uh, from Saw director, or Saw 6, sorry. Saw 6 director, Kevin Grutet. Um, and they're planning on an October 27, 2023 release. Well, at least the October thing is consistent with what they've done previously. But look, when... Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock, that that most recent Saw movie, it had a bigger budget. But when I remember it just just not feeling like a Saw movie at all. Like it was just it just was missing that something, yeah, just something to it. I'm not really keen for more at this stage. I've always been a big supporter of Saw. But I think I've jumped off the train. I still like the first one. I do. But I was curious. <laughs> like like after after Spiral, like what's next? Is it Spiral 2 or is it another Saw film? Now this has been referred to this new one as Saw 10. Is that 10 including Spiral or is that not part of it? Was Spiral the 10th one? I don't even know. Like it was what do they call it? It was Spiral. And then was it from the world of Saw or something of Saw? That's it from the book of Saw. I don't know. So this being the tenth one, (laughs) this being the tenth one, I don't know if that was nine or not. Or Mm. I don't know if I even care to be honest. (laughs) But more Saw, they're doing more. I'm assuming this is going to be scaling it back and having a smaller budget, more of an indie feel. You know what? If that's the case, and I get that vibe, I might come back. But as much as I'm like, I love the big budget blockbuster horror, I'm like, nah, it just doesn't work in the Saw world. Just make it. I just remember little like, thing. when Spiral first got announced, I was making the new Saw film. Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock's in it. You're like, excuse me? You're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, but anyway, more Saw. Halloween Ends will now release in cinemas and on Peacock on October 14th. Now, here in Australia, of course, we don't have Peacock. I mean, we've got a lot of streaming services, but we don't have that one yet. So that is US. It's going to be same day streaming and theatrical. So for us here in Australia, it's still strictly a cinema release. But I'm really surprised that they're doing this again now. I understood before with Halloween Kills, cinemas weren't even open for the most part when that film got released in the US. So they put it on streaming. But now they're doing it again. I'm really surprised by this news. I, this is just my assumption. I think they've seen what they've got. And they're like, you know what? It's not that great. <laughs> let's, oh, no. let's just put Don't it on streaming. But then, but then it's sort of the case of like, well, you'd think they'd still be like, I mean, we always say, you know, like to to give more value to your film, you know, when it lands on streaming, if it has a theatrical run, it's gonna get that. And they're, I mean, it, this is getting a theatrical run, but at the same time, it's it's proven that that doesn't work. I mean, either make it exclusive or make it make it 
you know, exclusive one way or the other. Don't do the double thing. And look, you mentioned here in Australia, like we, it's still strictly cinema. Fine. I'm not condoning this, but I mean, piracy is going to shoot into many ticket sales because it's just going to be on the internet. It's going to be there and people will be able to access it if obviously they know how to, to do so. It's, it's just a dumb move. Like, put yeah, it no, out. Yeah, I agree. It put is. Put it out. Yeah. Three months later, put it on, well, two months, whatever, whatever works. As, you know, put it out in cinemas. When it stops, when it slows down, stops making money, put it on, put it on streaming. That way you can double it. Ah, it's, it's, it's madness. Yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't believe it when I, when I saw, saw the news. In fact, the first thing that I saw, it was a poster that I've been put together by um, Australian artist Boss Logic. And it had Peacock on the bottom of the poster. And I just assumed it like he'd, I don't know, like, adapted like a Halloween Kills poster for this new one. It just left Peacock on it. That was my first assumption. I didn't mm. think they were going to do this again. Ah, oh, anyway. Do you know what? Like, it's going to cut into sales. At the most recent CinemaCon, you know, which is all about the theatrical experience and, you know, movies coming to theatres, which again, I guess this one technically is, but you had Jamie Lee Curtis on stage pumping this movie. It's, you know, like selling the, you know, like Laurie Strode, this is her moment. This is going to be her and Michael you know, one final showdown. And now it's sort of just like, eh, it's like, did they really, I mean, something must have changed since that moment and now, but ah, it's just, it, it makes no sense. It really doesn't just financially as a, as a business. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, what's the appetite for it, to be honest? I mean, when that first one came out or the first new one, oh, we both like, really liked it. And most people did like it. It's yeah. such a good film. And then Halloween Kills came out. And it was like, oh, okay. And I watched it again recently. And, you know, there's things that does work, but there's a lot of things that don't. So I started feeling like I was losing some excitement. And, you know, I was hopeful about the third one. But, I mean, what you said could be true. Maybe Universal have seen what they've got. And maybe, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that they're really going to stick the landing because they started so strong with the first one. Yeah, hopefully it is still a good movie, but it was always planned as a trilogy, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, so regardless it's of fun. ticket it's, sales, it's all it's set on the still going to be just way. It's all set on the same Halloween night in 2018, which is, which is cool. Like this is, it is, this is still it the is. same. But I think, yeah, after this film, you know, they're going to be concentrating on doing the same thing for The Exorcist. I mean, that's the next thing that David yeah. Gordon Green is working on after that first Halloween. Okay, well, that wraps up our movie news. Um, we'll just, as we do, move on to TV news. Batman Caped Crusader is no longer moving forward at HBO Max. Ah, another, <laughs> another one. Oh, another one. Bruce Tim. J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Ed Brubaker, they're developing the project. I mean, even if it was just one of those names alone, it would be really impressive. But HBO Max are like, nope, not fools. So the series will now be shopped to other networks and streaming services because the show is happening. They're making the show. And HBO Max have said no. So, you know... 
Batman, famously associated with Warner Brothers, HBO, it's all connected, will now be elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe Netflix, maybe. Uh, I mean, who knows? It's going to be bound to end up. End up on this. Fox, uh, Fox is still a channel, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I was thinking, like, where was Gotham? I mean, Batman 66, that was Fox. Yeah. And I think even Batman the Animated Series. Oh, anyway, that was back in the day, back <laughs> in the 90s. But this show, Batman, Cape Crusader, so many people losing their minds. The show's still happening. It's just going to be a case of where you go to watch it. Mm. But it doesn't stop there, though. Four more projects are not moving forward at HBO Max. I mean, who's who knows what's going to happen with these other projects? We have Merry Little Batman, which was going to be a Christmas film. Think Batman meets Home Alone. Young Damian Wayne, a.k.a. Robin, he's Home Alone. There's intruders. He needs to protect Wayne Manor. That sounds fun, but will we see it? The Day the Earth Blew Up, a Looney Tunes movie. Bye Bye Bunny, alluded to his musical, and Did I Do That to the Holidays, a Steve Urkel story. They also will be shopped to other networks and streaming services, so we may may still see them. The Steve Urkel one, I don't get it. What show was he on, that character? Was it Family Matters, something like uh, that? I completely missed yeah, yeah, yeah. this character <laughs> altogether. I, know, I think it was Family Matters. I know of Okay, there you go. Uh, but again, like you think associations with Warner Brothers, Batman, Looney Tunes, it will be weird if you get like a brand new Looney Tunes movie just popping up on, again, I'll go with Netflix, just popping up on Netflix. Or if Disney Plus are like, look at our Looney Tunes movie. You're like, <laughs> what is happening? I mean, and it might come down to, you know, what we said previously. I think they're just looking at like, okay, is this going to be quality? Is this what we want representing the HBO brand or the HBO Max brand? And if it doesn't make the cut, even in, you know, like whatever stage of production these things are at, pre-production, whether, you know, it's well along the way, they might be looking at being like, nope, this is not going to be, oh, you know what? Maybe they were like with Looney Tunes. Maybe they watched, you know? Space Jam, a new legacy, and was just like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> no Looney Tunes, no Looney Tunes for a while. But that, again, obviously making a bit of a joke there, but it could be something like that. It could be. It could be quality control, but more than likely is. But still, I find it strange that Warner Brothers are going to be shopping Looney Tunes mm. to different streaming services. I mean, come on. You know, I took my youngest to watch super pets today and we waited until the very end the warner brothers logo comes up she turns to me and said look the bugs bunny sign <laughs> it's like that's all right yeah a kid as young as five does that association between looney tunes and warner brothers well how many but how many movies anyway. and, and tv shows you know a warner brothers production or whatever nothing to do with looney tunes but then obviously you get that logo and then like bugs bunny will just go up and lean against the you know the WB logo yeah. badge or something like that. Just because I mean, all through all through the nineties, because yeah. that that is that's that was the branding. But I'm sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. I think you know, I generally like the sound of Merry Little Batman. You know, 
the idea of them making a Christmas movie, a cartoon, it sounded fun. So hopefully it pops up somewhere else. I'll be honest, it sounds rubbish. Anyway, uh, HBO Max. Uh, oh, are you serious? That nah. doesn't sound rubbish. What? Nah, it just Come sounds on. like a throwaway Bat- little... Man meets Home Alone. <laughs> I mean, anyway, it's about Damien Wayne. Let's move on. So that's... <laughs> you've already got issues. Yeah, that's all right. But look, hey, HBO Max currently have no plans for Justice... Uh, for Young Justice, sorry. Young Justice Season 5. Doesn't mean it's of not course. Come. And didn't it because take ages? For the HBO Max hate fun. <laughs> they hate fun. <laughs> um, they, what was it? Um, no, they did two seasons years ago. It seems like, and then they came back with oh, what was it called? It was uh, Young Justice. I'm actually blanking. Oh, Outsiders. Young Justice Outsiders, which was the third season. They've just finished airing season four, which was Young Justice Phantoms. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how well they have been received, to be honest. And I've not even finished Phantoms. So, you know, if what we're saying is true about, or what we're speculating is true to be about HBO Max, without the audience, I can see why they may not be that interested in bringing it back for a fifth season. But or or still. in no rush. Just in no rush. Or in no rush, yeah, they could just play the waiting game. <laughs> Jonathan Ken actor Jordan Elsass has exited Superman and Lois. He will not be coming back for a third season and his role will be recast. This news came after the season two finale, or I think maybe a couple of months after even... And it's not, you know, it's not the usual thing where they put it down to creative differences. The actor is just choosing to step away from the show and concentrate on himself and his own well-being, his own mental health. He's had some struggles and he's stepping away. So season three is going to be a thing, but we're going to get a brand new actor playing Jonathan Kent. New and improved, (laughs) just like new. It's... I mean, it's it's disappointing. Um, it's a good show, um, and obviously, you want to keep your principal cast, um, you know, with the familiar faces that that you've got as as long as you can. I am glad though that they haven't used the usual BS of eh, scheduling conflicts or something. It's like nah, because that wouldn't have worked. He's he would have been locked in, or you know, oh, he wanted to pursue, you know, a film career or something. Or they've been up front. Yeah. or he's been up front and been like. Oh, he's been up front. Yeah, yeah he, I've um, got some, I've got some he, shit to deal with, and, and good, yeah. good on him. And hopefully, yeah. he sorts out all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, good on him for for not, yeah, as an alternative, going down a path of recklessness and <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. So he more damage. He'd had some struggles, and he was on this on social media and said he's choosing to step away. The two boys, the sons, pretty crucial for that for that show. Um, so, yes, it'll be interesting to see who they cast as the new Jonathan Kent. All right, House of the Dragons, um, two big Game of Thrones fans right here. Um, I say that sarcastically. But House of the Dragons has officially been renewed for season two by HBO. No surprise, I, d- I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I think we're like two yeah. episodes in of this of this new one. show. No, one. One. Yeah, yeah, they're just sure. the season premiere, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, here in Australia, we get it on Mondays. Sunday in the US. So, yep. So if you're listening oh, to actually, this podcast, this episode, episode. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. This episode goes out on a Wednesday. Maybe so that's technically what I you was were right, doing. But, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe. Time of recording, though, there's been one episode, and wow, what a smash it was or has been for HBO. I said to my wife, who is a massive Game of Thrones fan, I'm like, well, this being a prequel, maybe we could watch it together. Because I, I think I watched like, the first seven episodes of season one back when it was brand new, Game of Thrones, didn't do it for me and I stopped all these years later I'm like would you know what it's a prequel and she's like nope nope I can't watch it with you you won't appreciate it you won't appreciate the gravity (laughs) of what's happening and what the characters are talking about it what it means to the future and I am not stopping watching it to turn to you and update you on what's going on like that's fair I'll just not watch it then (laughs) but I wouldn't have wanted like live updates I'd have just had like a a notepad and (laughs) pen and took notes throughout the show and saved my questions up until the end but anyway she's choosing to watch it without me she doesn't even want that she doesn't want to give you a a lesson afterwards like a post a post show conference she she said you know we don't usually get too personal on the podcast but she said that if i was willing to watch the whole of game of thrones she would watch it with me and she would hold off watching House of the Dragon. Wow, but you'd and have to watch move, all together that way. You'd have to move quicker. Um, I just said, I Cannot will not it. be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I was willing to watch it an hour at a time each week. Anyway, yeah, season two. They're making more of it because people like it. People like it. That's right. There's a King Kong live action series in the works at Disney Plus. There we go. More Kong. Paper Girls creator Stephanie Folsom will write the series James Wan to executive produce. Yeah. Now I've heard this is like, this is going to be like a sequel or a prequel or something to like the original 30s, 1930s film and therefore the original book. If that makes sense. So I've heard that as well. Yeah. 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 So this... Yes, it's not technically connected to that original movie that everybody thinks I would think King Kong, Black and White, Empire mm. States. But it has more to that than the Monsterverse that we're also dealing with. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's nothing to do with that. Uh, this is its, well, yeah, completely separate to that. But it's, yeah, King Kong on Disney Plus, and no doubt Disney are going to put some money behind it. James Wan and that Paper Girls connection. I'm currently watching that on Prime Video. I enjoyed the original Paper Girls comic. So the creative team is there. And maybe this could be the project to get me interested in King Kong again, because those Monsterverse movies, they're not really doing it for me. <laughs> I'm I'm just curious, like this is this is set to be a TV series. Like, what's it gonna be about? Is it gonna be like Kong on Skull Island? Like just Oh, today he beat up a T-Rex. Today he, you know, had a conflict with the natives. Like, what is what is going no idea. on in this show? <laughs> What's it going to be about? No idea. But Disney Plus, they're not slowing down, are they? I mean, they've got all the Marvel shows, the, the Star Wars shows, but they've got all this other stuff. Like, we're getting a new Percy Jackson. We're getting a Aragon TV show. So they're just doing more and more. Again, they are not slowing down. Yeah. Um, now the boys. 
I think we I think we all enjoyed the third season of the boys. I can say that confidently. Maybe there's been there's been some pretty good supernatural connections already. Soldier Boy, for instance, Jensen Ackles. Um, even the guy that played Bobby from Supernatural has popped up with popped up as a character called Robert Singer, which is you know Bobby Singer, kind of the same thing. Pretty mental. There's gonna be more. There's gonna be more supernatural connections. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who of course played Papa Winchester, has been officially or well, has officially joined the cast of the fourth season of The Boys. And you know, I can. I, they should just keep going. They should just don't stop. Get them all. Get Jared Padalecki. Get everyone. Just as many. The he's, guy who plays. He's Chester busy Hill. being Walker. <laughs> oh, I can take. I can take some time off. Misha Collins. He's. He's busy as Harvey Dent in that oh, new Gotham outrageous. show. Everybody's busy. Everybody. But, you know, the, the supernatural connections go deeper, though. Eric Kripke, the guy that created and was a showrunner on Supernatural, he's the guy behind The Boys. Well, of course. And that's why I'm assuming these little, you know, he's getting these actors to pop in and play a role. Um, I heard this was just going to be a uh, just a recurring role so not not a he's not going to be a permanent established character but he'll uh, probably a three episode four episode appearance maybe i wouldn't expect too ah, much, it's still cool though isn't it it is it is look jeffrey d morgan in any in any capacity whether it was denny from gray's anatomy or now you know negan in the walking dead or, or, or whatever of course you know daddy daddy winchester he's always good he's just you know the watchman the watchman what was his yeah. character's name he is uh, the comedian. The comedian, that's it. The like, comedian. Just... He is always good for the most part. He was in that shocking horror film last year, The Unholy. Yeah, that, that was pretty rough. Terrible. That's... Other than that, that, though, that other just... than that, <laughs> we didn't review it, no, but I talked about it, my top three worst films of the year. Right, he made yeah, it onto no, that, that list. Pretty... I remember talking about that it, but yeah, was... It was, that was rough. Not his fault. That was Not a shocker. <laughs> No, 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 no. Just he just signed on to a bad film, but yeah, his casting here is excellent, and and the boys he just keeps going from strength to strength. So looking forward to season four anyway, but his casting makes it better. The Umbrella Academy has been renewed for a fourth and final season at Netflix. The show is coming to an end. I have to be honest. Watched and loved that first season. I still haven't watched season two. <laughs> I never started. <laughs> just or three for that matter. It just, it just I'm never... so far behind. Yeah, you know, I watched the first season, enjoyed it so much. I went to the comic shop and bought the first trade. That's, That's cool. how much I enjoyed it, and yeah. I don't know why. As soon as season two dropped, I just didn't start and then before i knew it three was out and now they're going to do a fourth and final i need to get back into it because it's really good like it is yeah. a really well made show and there's the idea is great i need to get into it but you yeah know, I, it's coming to an end i like that they're announcing that it's the final season this show isn't being cancelled they're wrapping it up and from what i've read they've they've reached a point where it's like they're about to get to the end of you know where the the comics or the graphic novels are. So I, I believe there's only a little bit of story left to tell. And this is pretty good for Netflix. Uh, you know, besides something like Stranger Things, like for a show to get to a fourth season, that's a pretty that's a pretty good achievement because, you know, 
once that's they a good start, point actually yeah. yeah things get cancelled left right center over there now um, i mean three is usually the the peak and then they're done so yeah pretty impressive and it's kind of an incentive now i'm like okay they're wrapping it up i now know i have a number of episodes now that i need to watch maybe this is an incentive to start and you know maybe catch up before that final season drops all right, speaking of Netflix and cancelling things, but I think this one's probably warranted. They've cancelled their Resident Evil television series after only one season. Uh, the Capcom survival horror series will not return. No second season or anything beyond. Did you watch this at all? Or- Before we even get into that, I thought that you were purposely setting yourself up for a Netflix cancellation segue, and then you just continued I know, talking I about know. Umbrella Academy. I know. <laughs> as, it was, oh, yeah. anyway. as, it, as it unfolded and happened, I was like, oh, I'm disappointed in myself. But it, <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's did a really good job at setting himself up. We're <laughs> like the perfect segue, and you didn't. At Resident <laughs> Evil, I, I didn't start, and I probably never will now. <laughs> I did hear from one of my mates that he was watching and enjoying it. And then other mates started chiming in, and apparently they started it. There were some good episodes, but it really wasn't a good show. So I've not started it, but I gave it two episodes, and wow, that's the rest is history. That's it. It's okay. There was not one likable character in the show. It was, it was a bit weird. Like it, you know, it seemed to be. There was like two timelines. It was like present day and then it jumped forward to like the future when the apocalypse had like really kicked in and i found that the present day stuff was way more interesting than the the actual stuff where there's like the zombies and the crazy monsters and stuff sort of running around i'm just like that's not how this should be but yeah anyway it just wasn't great not good nothing hooked me the teasers the trailer the posters nothing hooked me and i guess i was still thinking back to last year resident evil welcome to raccoon city which was pretty naff as well (laughs) i had no real interest in watching anything resident evil there we go that's fair all right well that's all that's our news all wrapped up now we've got some recommends to share what have you got for us well, I almost changed my recommend because I alluded to you the other day that I was watching something that I believe to be one of the best, if not the best TV shows this year. And your response was, The Godfather Show. And I didn't <laughs> reply. It is, actually. It is. It absolutely is. It's on my list. I'm recommending... <laughs> well, I'm recommending The Offer. And like last time, when I recommended The Resort, I haven't finished... I've, I've just passed the halfway mark. I think it's like 10 episodes, one hour runtime each episode. But it's one that my wife watched first. And then as soon as she'd finished, she started watching The Godfather again. And then The Godfather 2. She's working her way through those. And she'd been saying that you should really watch it. I think you'll like it. And I'm like, I do like The Godfather films. And this does look good. But I don't know why it took me so long to get around to it. And as soon as I start watching that first episode, I'm like, holy shit, this is next level. This is some good stuff. <laughs> and then each episode just gets better and better. And honestly, like everything about it is great. It's cinematic and the casting is perfect. I mean, as you can imagine, 
like I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but you do get a young Pacino in this series. But the actor that is playing Pacino isn't doing a caricature, is doing such a good job. And I'm thinking, whoever's doing casting on this show, Marvel should give them a call because they would save themselves a fortune on that de-aging technology. <laughs> Just get a young up-and-coming actor. Anyway, it's it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And my wife was right because she was saying that, again, knowing that I like The Godfather, she was saying that what she thought I would like about it is like all the inside like the inside baseball, like the movie making and all of that. And, and it's it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. The show follows Al Rudy's experience of making the 1972 film The Godfather with Francis Ford Coppola. And again, the casting is fantastic. As Rudy, you've got Miles Teller, Colin Hanks is in there, Juno Temple, Matthew Good. Uh, the, the cast is just fantastic. Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola. But it's just honestly absolutely brilliant. It's available on Paramount Plus. And it's just fantastic. I, I just, each episode, I can't wait to watch the next one. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. Um, I've heard nothing but glowing, amazing things about it. And look, the story behind how The Godfather, that first film, got made is very interesting so i'd love to find out oh, the, the nitty-gritty-ness of it all oh mate it, yeah it, it's there well and throwing this like dialogue things like oh just think if we make this picture if we make the godfather it could be the crowning jewel in paramount pictures and it's like yes it would be make the film <laughs> but there's so many obstacles in the way and other studios and and the mafia oh mate honestly it is excellent. Highly recommend this one. I'll get onto it. It's quick. All right. My recommend for you. Now, this is going to feel like this is not going to interest you at all. So I, I hope you okay, just, good. In, in, I hope you just <laughs> indulge me as I, as I ramble here. Um, I'm recommending the latest Dragon Ball movie. Dragon Ball Super, superhero, limited screenings, but managed to get myself there to watch it. Um, I was a little bit hesitant. The animation has taken a bit of a change. There's a lot more CGI in here than the traditional sort of um, yeah, just standard 2D anime kind of style that uh, you know, you'd be familiar with the show. Um, with after a couple minutes of me being like, oh my God, this is hell dramatic, I became accustomed to it. And it's actually really fun. This movie really does feel like a theatrical kind of... Um, I guess, experience from watching, obviously, the show. It's the first Dragon Ball film I've seen on the big screen, so maybe there is a little bit of bias there where I'm just like, this is amazing, this is this is so good. But it captures a lot of the, like, original sort of um, ideals and stuff from, like, the original show, um, you know, in terms of, like, humour. There's a lot of, like, meta, like, very, very self-aware um, sort of humour in this, in this film. And it focuses on two characters that, were so developed and then just they kind of just got shafted um, as secondary characters, Piccolo and Gohan. To you, I know you're just like, who the, what the hell are you talking about? But um, no, this is, this is really good. If you are a Dragon Ball fan, this will be a delight. You, you might, unlike me, you might find the animation just 
too different and it might feel like a video game to you, but it, I found that it worked. I was a, they converted me. So just briefly, the film follows Piccolo and his former student Gohan as they go on a mission to save the world from the newly reformed Red Ribbon Army. And it always baffles me that you're not into Dragon Ball. It's so like, I mean, this, this movie is literally. It really, it, it shouldn't baffle yes, you. But this movie is, I missed out on all of this. It's called Superhero. Like, it's about, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's. I know, but you know, I, I missed all of this. Powerful things, flying, fighting, and my stuff. only, my only exposure to Dragon, Dragon Ball we have to, we have is to Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> all I remember for that movie as well is like, isn't he trying to like flatten his hair in the mirror or something? It buffs back up again. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I, I mean. That's... Oh, but what, what's this called though? What 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 did you say this movie's called? So the the latest series is called Dragon Ball Super. So this movie is called Dragon Ball Super semicolon superhero. <laughs> very very long, right. a little bit confusing. So it's sort of like yeah, Dragon Ball Super is the current series that we're in, and then superhero is like the subtitle. I think so. It's ah, wait, yeah. what's um, what's Dragon Ball Super Broly? So that's that the one before it. That was the the most recent theatrical film before this one. And that one's kept to ah, right. more traditional 2D animation with a little bit of like the 3D kind of effect, but it still very much felt like it was pretty much peak 2D uh, goodness, which is really good. Um, also a good movie. And one. is this one, right, is this one on at the cinema now? Is it any release? Um, yeah, yeah. So again, very limited screenings. And I'm not sure how long it's going to be running for. But literally, it was like because they they're playing like the Japanese version and the English version, and it's like I think with the English version there was only one session on a Saturday, and it was like you know like four thirty in the afternoon or something. So you know, it's it's not like oh, it's everywhere. You can just go whenever. It's you've got to pick. And to be honest, I don't even know if it's still playing. So, <laughs> but it will it will arrive on you know wherever you get your anime goodness at some point. Physical media, Crunchyroll, I don't know, whatever you're looking at. But if you can still get it at the cinema, ah, get right. it done. And it's been, it's doing yeah. pretty good, like money-wise, for a little anime film. It's it's making a lot of money, which is which is good. That shows that we've still got, we've still got a voice and some power, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> I've just looked it up as, as you were talking. I have seen, I have seen this poster. There we go. Yeah, I've got it here. Good stuff. Mm. yeah just so you can put on our socials uh what yeah what i'm talking about anyway that's our recommends um we'll wrap up though i've just got a little bit of trivia and i figured hey how often do we get to talk about ferris bueller's day off so here's some little fun facts from that original movie did you know and you probably do um cindy pickett and lyman ward who played ferris ferris's parents are actually married in real life they did however get divorced in 1992 but at the time of this movie real life married couple Good stuff. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Good. Oh, well, there you I go. mean, not good to get divorced, but good bit of trivia. I mean, <laughs> one of the um, one of the many famous, very funny scenes. You know, the Bueller, Bueller. Uh, yep. Ben Stein, that old actor. John Hughes told Ben Stein, um, who had a degree in economics, to present an actual economics lecture um, in his scenes. So, in the scene where he's delivering, you know all of that stuff. None of that's scripted. He's legit just reeling off information that he knows. It is perfect. Himself. Yes. And just this, yeah, last so little, funny. this last little thing here. So 
you probably remember that Charlie Sheen has this very, very small, short moment, but it's, it stands out yep. uh, where he's a drugged, you know, a, sort of a drugged out thing at the, at the cop shop. Um, to achieve that effect for his role, um, he stayed awake for more than 48 hours before the scene was shot, basically, so he could just look like a rundown piece of shit, <laughs> which, which I guess that worked. I mean, yeah, I mean, it worked. Yeah, absolutely. That's what oh, it looked like. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough Ferris Bueller trivia. So I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did, <laughs> and, actually. Yeah. And on that, that's our that's it for our movie show. So please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Samaritan and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Orphan First Kill. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.